0: Hello and welcome to the Storyteller with Puck podcast. We will, as always, start with a story.
1: The last dance one beat, one move, repeating it again and again to prove. Working on new steps, I push and pull my legs. Seven months have gone by, a new time has begun. The children are coming back to dance and to shake their arms and legs. I don't know what to expect, but isn't it perfect to learn to go on and go through the storm? A storm of happiness, a storm of feelings, a chance to let them know that my time has come to go. It's never easy to say goodbye, but isn't it like the sky? A place that never goes by, a way to learn, and it's okay. My life is full of music, my heart is filled with love. After 30 years of dancing, I realize what a gift I got. Now, the last dance, working on new steps to share. New challenges are waiting for me,
0: and I wonder where my heart will lead me. It's something I think we we all wonder. Thank you so much, Mariana. I can't wait to find out uh, more about you and also more about this story. But before we do that, let's have a quick introduction to the podcast. You're listening
1: to Storytelling with Puck, the podcast designed to show the power of stories
0: in life and in business. Stories connect us on a deeper level, which is why we'll be sharing, chatting about and feeling the impact they have on every one of us. Your host Stefano
1: is the founder of Puck Creations and we work with your business to define a clear, consistent, relevant brand which stands out from the crowd. We use that brand to create content that makes your audience think, feel and take action. Visit puckcreations.com to find out more.
0: But before you do that, it's time to choreograph the next episode with the masterful author and composer Mariana Eyster. Mariana, please tell us a little about yourself.
1: Yeah, before 30 years, I started to um, take a coaching license to dance. And I've learned in this time a lot of um, how to work with children, Um, because I mostly um, teach children. Um, They have been six years till um, 18 years. And it was a big experience to to see how quick they can learn um, (laughs) or not. (laughs) 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 Um, Sometimes um, they don't know what, what is dancing um they they want to know how it is possible to dance like in the movies and MTV the dancing clips and they um were were very surprised that dancing is um a hard
0: job <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> is, is is it, is it um, they they believe that it's just which i guess in some ways it is it's uh, just moving your body and i guess the, in in its simplest form that yeah. is dancing, but to dance like the people in the movies, it's, it's a little bit more complicated, right?
1: <laughs> yes, it's, it's complicated. And um, my um, big job was if we have an event, uh-huh. the children have to dance um, there and they have to learn that it's a big concentration yeah. because they have only one one chance to dance. The music is playing and they have to start and it's not possible to stop it, to um, start again, to go back on their first position. <laughs> they have uh, to learn that it's okay to to make something wrong, uh-huh. but every time to go on, yeah, and and to find their way in the choreography. Yeah, and this this is uh, very um, strong for the for the children, but. Um, I've never gone, uh, gone to, a, to an event if um, I have seen the children are not prepared enough because the fear is too big. The fear to, to um, make something wrong is too big. And at the moment I have seen they are lost the fear, we are going to the event.
0: Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. the dancing is almost as much about building up Their confidence, as it is about the actual dancing itself and the actual final result. It's okay. And so, how how old are the children that you're teaching? What what age are they?
1: Um, Six to eighteen.
0: Okay, that's a big, (laughs) big difference between the youngest and the oldest. Yeah. Uh, 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 Do you teach them all the way from six to eighteen, or do you teach them? Do, do oh. some of them come to you when they're fifteen or or do they mm-hmm. usually start yeah. early
1: they they start in different ages okay you know, so, some care, the the youngest are five years <laughs> sometimes but they are okay <laughs> and, and sometimes um they come at fifteen
0: and they they learn very quickly yeah I, I, wow so th- that was going to be my question actually so if if, if children are starting a little bit later Are they do they sometimes have experience or or do you get children who come with no experience at all at 15 years old? And uh, Mm -hmm. how do you um, approach that Mm -hmm. in comparison to how you approach teaching the five year old? Is there is there a difference in the way Mm -hmm. you speak to them and work with them?
1: Um, before thirty years, it was a big difference how to speak with them. Um, today, um, it's easier because um, the movies and in YouTube the dancing clips. Um, all the kids have uh, uh, tried to dance at home,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh, they every, everyone has basics. Yeah,
0: they have they have at least some rhythm.
1: Yes, they have. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So that helps. So, so that they,
1: helps. they have to learn to, um, to hear <laughs> <laughs> to the to, teacher.
0: To, uh, to, to not go and do whatever they think is, uh, yeah. is right, but to actually listen to listen what to you're the, saying about the steps, etc. Yeah. So what type of dancing do you teach? What, 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 um, uh, 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 what style, what genre of, mm. of dance do you teach? Okay.
1: Um, When I start with the younger uh, children, I use every kind of music. I don't want to push them into one uh, direction. So we dance, jazz dance, or modern, or hip-hop, or improvisation, everything, or musical dance. We try everything. And after two to four years, the children know what they want. But I never push them in one direction because um, they have uh, experience with their body mm-hmm. and with their ears and eyes. To uh, teach at first how my body works with all these senses, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and if I push them them too early in one direction, um, they are very uh, quickly lost in the other directions. So sense. the yeah the. It's it's difficult. It's difficult, then.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can I, I can imagine that there's a level of enjoyment, and I guess people will have different abilities in different types of dancing too, mm-hmm. because of the. Um, I, I, I'm no dance expert. I, I, I sometimes dance badly at weddings, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but but I, I imagine that there's a there's, there's a huge there's a huge difference between maybe Latin and ballroom dancing to mm. some kind of street dancing, for example. Mm. Where uh, to me as a as a viewer of dance, I, I see street dancing as being extremely acrobatic and almost gymnastic and and, mm-hmm. and athletic in that way and although it's obviously extremely um energetic um and uh, um to, to do classical types of dance the acrobatic side isn't there at all so I guess there must be a huge difference and that's only two types of dancing I'm talking about but between all of mm-hmm. the different genres and the styles and mm-hmm. therefore what your body can take and and do mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, this is right. This is also right. Yes, but I I use the chance to give um, the children in every kind of music for their ears okay. to 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 get a chance to feel every music.
0: Yes, brilliant. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And to get to the,
0: get the rhythm. To, to get and... the
1: rhythm inside and and uh, move their bodies to the music. Okay. Yeah, so they have the chance to. Um, Get a view in every every dancing uh, direction. Yeah,
0: that's brilliant. Yeah. I am. I, I, um, I, I really uh, I, I, like. I say I'm not a I'm not a great dancer, but I really love to dance because I feel that um, there's there's something powerful about almost letting yourself go <laughs> a little <laughs> with dancing and just kind of being. Um, it, it, it's one of the most freeing things I believe there is. When you when you decide not to care anymore, you stop worrying about people looking at you. As you said, you lose the fear, um, <laughs> which, which I think we all have. And what you're doing with the children is to give them the practical skills which will help them lose that yeah. fear because they feel more confident in their ability. But I believe that once you are able to lose that fear, it's it can almost take you out of whatever you're thinking at the time it can it's 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 a therapy I guess in it, in itself to to be able to dance and hopefully kids don't need too much therapy but um, <laughs> uh, but 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 yeah it's a chance to to, to be free and be a kid I uh, I guess so what I also think dance can do really well and this is why? Why this this podcast exists um, is I believe that dance can tell a really great story. Do you Do you actively think about stories within your dance, or do you believe that dance dancing tells great stories as well?
1: Um, oh yes, <laughs> 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 we can. Uh, we can really um, make big cho- choreographies uh, to tell a story. Um, I have a big event with uh, seventy children dancing on a soccer field, and um, we we uh, we are dancing to a story to the music of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh wow! And um, this was really great, and um, in the soccer <laughs> um, uh, stadium uh, the. the people were silent when the music is coming and the children are running on the soccer field and dancing their choreography and um it was it was really great and the story we, we had a big story on on this field
0: with a ship and um waves and cool <laughs> yeah uh, that's incredible i i imagine being part of that must have been spectacular but even to be in the audience even to be watching that yes you, the emotions that were probably flowing through people at the time, um, accidental pun using flowing with the water. there But, um, (laughs) but but, yeah, it creates something special. And I believe the dancing itself, but also the music Mm -hmm. that goes with it as well. The, um, I I wrote, um, I haven't got it, so I can't read it (laughs) because, because I can't remember it, but I wrote a piece a while back. Um, I was, uh, i had just listened to um Aynaldi, um a piece by ainaldi and um completely uh, as with all of his pieces there were, there were no no words to composition purely musical and i felt something through every single note i felt a movement i uh, i uh, and i wrote a story based on that piece because i was just listening and closing my eyes and taking myself to a different place. And I wasn't really telling the story. He was telling the story with the composition, (laughs) but then I was creating words based on what he had said. That might sound a bit wishy-washy, I guess, to some listeners, but for me, there's a, there's a deep truth that I wasn't telling the story. It came from somebody else. And, um, that's why I mention music within the dance and telling the story within the dance, but it's also because I know that another part of your, um incredible skill sets as well as teaching dance and choreography is that you also compose is is, is that correct
1: yes that's correct okay <laughs>
0: so so, um, so so i guess i'm finding the link here between uh, between <laughs> between all of the different aspects of what you do so, so tell me more about the composition um, mm-hmm. side of your your life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is the, the other side of me. Um, when I hear music, I'm able to choreograph. Yeah, And when I see um, wonderful things in the nature or a wonderful car <laughs> and the silhouette of the car or of a tree, uh, it starts on me that I I make this tree hearable. So I compose the music for this tree. Or for this nature, or a silhouette of uh, clouds, <laughs> or for a car, how it sounds for me, yeah. And this is, this I compose, yeah. When I when I see a, a chair that's able to move and it's uh, a great design, so it this is a sp- inspiration for me. And then I. Uh, I'm able, like hearing the proportion and the colors of this, and then I, I change it into music.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. I, I, I believe that for some people, that, that probably, it's probably hard to understand mm-hmm. um, where that can come from. Mm-hmm. It, uh, most people will see a chair, yeah. and it's very useful for sitting on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Sometimes they like the design. They think it looks yeah. nice. But yeah. but but other than that that's maybe as far as a chair will go. Yeah. But for you it's inspiration. For oh, you yeah. yes. You, okay. Mm-hmm. And is is there is there a process to the inspiration Uh, at least you know a thought-through process to how the inspiration comes or is there just a feeling that it sparks which then you're able to curate and then create something else Mm -hmm. how how does it how does it work or or do you even know how it works
1: (laughs) (laughs) um uh, the first thing is i i have to be in a situation that's very lightness yeah, then I'm able to to do something like this. When my head is full and um, and he- I have a heavy head, it do- doesn't work. <laughs> so it is sometimes um, a second, I, I I I see this and the music is, is flowing through me. Yeah, wow. sometimes in a second. Yeah, yeah, inspiration in in uh, yeah, very very
0: short time so so with that coming back to to stories again mm. do you feel i don't want to project it this is a very leading question but i'm going to ask it anyway in in, in this way okay. <laughs> but, but it, it, do you feel like the chair is telling you a story and then rather than you so for example i i'm often inspired by random objects and things too um but i turn that often into into writing that's the, the, mm. I, and I tell a story using words would you be telling a story using music about the chair because of the inspiration it has given you or about what the chair kind of means to you i know, I know we're not always talking about a chair by the way <laughs> but whatever whatever <laughs> the object is
1: <laughs> um uh... I think um, it's sometimes um, like um, uh, we, we have the golden cut. Yeah. Do you know the golden cut?
0: I have of- heard of it, but if I'm honest, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not uh, a, a, an expert in it. And also, I don't know how many of our listeners know it. So maybe if you can explain it, that would be that mm-hmm. be amazing.
1: Okay. Um we um we use or our designer use often the golden cut because it's a very um nice proportion for us okay. um when when we see something that is um made in the golden cut or designed we we like it, it we we think it's very, very nice. Um, our nature is completely um, growing up in the golden cut okay. Yeah, and um, so I think sometimes um, this is hearable. Yeah, in in a very lightness moment of me, I, I think I can I can hear it. This is um, very special. Yeah, and um, the the people are very um, silent. It's a big silence in them when they hear the music. They can yeah relax deep very very deep relax they have and um, I, I love the situation because this is the situation I am able to work very good <laughs> 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 when it's silent uh, in me and yeah and I think this had, maybe it's something with the golden cut because in our planetary system the earth and the Venus are making um, uh, some uh, flowers, yeah, in, in eight years, it's like a golden cut, yeah. And I can show you something here for a moment. <laughs> um, uh, this is also growing in a golden cut. The nature is completely growing in a golden cut.
0: So explain what you're showing me to our listeners, as they won't be able to see.
1: (laughs) Okay. You know what? (laughs) Yeah, so uh, so it's a huge, a huge,
0: a huge, a huge shell. um, Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's, I mean, it's shaped... It's it's a large version of a shell that you would uh, see on uh, on any beach um, or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. well most beaches I guess mm-hmm. um, and oh I can't explain the golden cut so I was hoping mm-hmm. that you might be able to explain how the yeah. shape of the shell relates mm-hmm. to the golden cut. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's um, it's a creation of numbers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got something to do with the fibonacci sequence yes.
1: yeah yes, well, yes. One, one part of this yeah okay yeah and it's uh, the proportion and it's um yeah it's, it's a good work of the nature <laughs> the golden cut <laughs> yeah
0: so it, it's basically about everything uh, almost as if somebody has designed the the, mm-hmm. the perfect shape and and, yes. and it's it's set up it's set up perfectly for its use as well, for what it's supposed to be used for, but also because of what it looks like.
1: Yeah, like um, Leonardo da Vinci.
0: Yes, yeah. Is yeah.
1: building um, always after or with this golden cut buildings in the proportion, and it uh, looks for us very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: that that makes that that's makes the, sense so, so it's yeah. it's a, a kind of the architectural design mm-hmm. um that goes yeah. behind yeah so I, I think now i'm understanding a bit better mm-hmm. um and <laughs> uh, 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 um, our listeners probably understand anyway and are' wondering why i'm uh, so ignorant to it all but that's okay <laughs> 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 I'm learning. Hopefully, some other people are too. <laughs> but, um, but but going back to the music, then so you mm-hmm. can almost you can almost picture and feel and hear the golden mm-hmm. clocks and then that helps you to create something which you think perfectly flows mm-hmm. um, and sounds how you want it to sound. Yes,
1: yes, it's um, like the part of uh, the... Some people are able to hear colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's a part in me (laughs) of this um, thing. And um, yeah, because um, when I compose the music, I never write something down. I can play it and I remember it always. Yeah. I'm, I'm nothing writing down.
0: So there's no musical composition, there's no sheet music that anybody no. else could follow. <laughs> so they no, have to, no, no. If, if they wanted, to, if they wanted to recreate uh, your music, they would have to listen, and uh, <laughs> yeah. that's the only way.
1: Yeah, and the interesting of this is, I can repeat it again. Yeah, but I've never wrote down something. Yeah, that's
0: incredible. So yeah.
1: remember, I remember it when I when I see it. Yeah, and because like the music is inside. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to our multi-talented guest, Mariana Aista, as she guided us through the power of teaching and stories. We've talked about the golden cut or the golden ratio, and we've learned about Mariana's techniques for composing music. You're currently enjoying one of Mariana's wonderful pieces from her album, Atmosphere. We played another piece earlier, and we'll play some more as we continue to explore Mariana's life and work, including a look at her creations as a writer. Before we continue and work our way towards a Puck creation story to finish the episode, let's turn the volume up and listen to another of Mariana's great compositions. So that's a good question actually. So do you then remember somebody else's compositions in the same way or is it only your own compositions that you're able to remember?
1: Um, I only can remember two compositions because I have learned (laughs) to play piano with them. (laughs) This is uh, of Richard Kleidermann. Yeah, um, ballade pour I loved okay. it,
0: <laughs>
1: and the others of Bach, um, uh-huh. Pre- Preludium, I I played.
0: Yeah, and so those two pieces you remember without yeah. having to look at any music, but mm-hmm. everything else you have to look at music unless you've composed it yourself because then you feel yeah the mm-hmm. composition. Yeah, that's quite incredible, actually that's mm-hmm. that that says something in itself i I really like that um so tell me how it all began how how did getting into i mean i don't need the exact details of your birth, but um <laughs> how, <laughs> how did how how did this creative creative spark this? wants this need to teach dance, to choreograph, to compose music, to write, because I know you also write as well. How how did this come about? When did you realise that this was something that you wanted to do?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, as a children in the school, I had a lot of teachers and some of them I don't like. <laughs> I, I really don't like them. Okay. how they How they are teaching, what they are doing in the classroom, and um, as a child, I said once, I want to know if it's so um, a big problem to teach very good. I don't. I don't, I don't understand um, what's the problem of this teacher. I, I want to learn how it's uh, how to teach and to feel good for. the children and uh, over this way i i i started to get my license for the coach and after a couple of years i i learned there was no problem of teaching for me okay because i i i I see i love what i do (laughs) so the first answer for me was uh, i think I, I I have teacher. They don't like what they do. This is a big problem for them. So I can listen to them because um, they are not able to speak out of their heart.
0: Yeah,
1: They're standing in front of the children um, yeah, like a military person and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, work with us or so on. And I cannot hear them because... Um, I, I felt very uh, small in me because the, the heart is not speaking to me. I miss the heart in the people. Mm-hmm. They, they are not able to catch us and to get us into a story, to tell us a story and to learn by a story. And I missed this. I missed this. This was a missing link in my life. And I asked me, why is this so um, difficult? I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> but, but today, um, I think uh, there are a lot of reasons. Yeah, you you have to choose to, the tier, to be a teacher. Um, yeah, if you if you can or if you love mathematics, I mm-hmm. hope. Um, the teacher are infinity with numbers then they they can learn the children it on other ways but if they have mathematics only numbers and they have no feeling to the numbers uh, i i cannot uh, hear to them uh, uh, that's a missing link always for me yeah
0: yeah, I I had similar experiences at school myself. There were some teachers who were amazing and yes,
1: very amazing. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and and often it was because, as you say, they they told a story and it it's it wasn't just the English teachers, it wasn't just the drama teachers, it was also um some of my maths teachers, I think that's a good example, who understood how to um Get you excited by the numbers because they explained what the numbers meant. They talked about a situation where this could actually be useful, and so I loved maths as a as a child. Um, but I also loved English and uh, and, and drama, and um, I really didn't like science. But not because I don't like science, um, <laughs> because I, as I've grown up, I've realised how much I, I love science. But I didn't like science because my science teachers would throw a textbook at me, um, tell me to read and then to just hopefully understand all of the um, potential kind of formulas and scripts that they'd thrown at me and then to answer loads of questions in a test off the back of them basically doing zero work (laughs) not 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 allowing not allowing you know experiments in the classroom um which is the fun of science it's so easy to teach science well i think (laughs) because you can just say hey look here's a here's a bunsen burner there's fire i mean most kids will quickly react Mm -hmm react to that (laughs) Um, but but so yeah for for quite a few years I, I I had really really bad teachers who didn't share any stories who didn't get me absorbed in science luckily when it came to the exam times as an older child, um, the the GCSEs and A-levels in the UK. And I, I, I know you're, you're, you you're live in Germany and I think different exams there. <laughs> but uh, when, you, uh, uh, when you are kind of 15, 16 or 17, 18, l- luckily I then had much, much better teachers and they were able to get me absorbed in the story. So I definitely see, where you were coming from I definitely understand that there was something missing because Mm -hmm. I think many parents many many other teachers and many children now are still probably experiencing the same thing unfortunately so the difference I guess with you is that you did something about it (laughs) 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 so so you you had your coaching license you realized that children weren't being taught as well as they um, maybe should have been, and you decided to go and to do it yourself. What kind of reaction do you have now to the way that you teach? How did uh, children respond to you?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, most of the children do not expect that I have um, used often a story, to tell them a story, Mm -hmm. or to catch them with the story. And when I um, explain the moves, I always give them a story. (laughs) So they are dancing stories, (laughs) like um, the arms are going over the head, so we have a rainbow. uh, And uh, they remember, oh, okay, now it's coming, the rainbow. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And they don't, um, uh, working in their heads. They are dancing, and this is. This. Then, then we start to dance, when we don't work in our heads. And I love we, this. Let, we, we let it flow.
0: Yeah. With, with the pictures. So there's a, um, a teaching method that the, the originator of the method, unfortunately, has, uh, has passed away now a few years ago, but um, there's a, a, a gentleman named Michel Thomas. I don't know if you know. No. <laughs> um, but he, uh, I, I love languages, and um, I, I love learning new languages. And he, um, <laughs> in a similar vein to you, really disliked the way a lot of teaching was done, but specifically for languages um, at school, etc. And so he was he he was able to pick up languages and to learn langu- languages fairly easy. And he dug into why he he found out why he was able to do that. And in a similar way, the big thing for him was understanding that when you try to remember something, when you try to force yourself to remember something, it becomes much, much harder to remember when the teacher is the architect of your memory, (laughs) and you're actually just maybe being involved in a conversation, there are other elements to his method. But you don't force yourself to remember anything. Then suddenly you pick things up a lot better. So his lessons always start with, um, there are only three rules, I think, that he says. And he says, you must not write anything down. Um, You must not try to remember anything and if I ask you a question or if I say something in the 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 the, the language that I'm teaching you have to say it back out loud those are the only three rules he has and then everything else is down to him and the way that he then tells a story to put all of the different pieces of the language together he uses building blocks then to build up and for me It's by far the best way I've ever learned anything. And I think, again, it's because of those stories. It's because I'm not forced to try and remember. I'm not really racking my brains. Oh, what's that word I wrote down the other day? It comes because I haven't even thought about it, but I'm linking it to something else. I'm linking it to a story. I'm linking it to the bit that he had talked about 10 minutes beforehand and then come back around to it again. But I'm not working out only because I'm kind of investigating it now and his methods of teaching, I sometimes work out what he was doing. But before I wasn't, I didn't know what he was doing. All I knew was that he was saying something. And then four weeks later, I was still remembering it when he came back to that topic. And it's its incredible. It's its its absolutely <laughs> amazing, I think, if you can do it well. Um, sorry, that was very uh, kind of self-indulgent of me to, to go into that, but it's only because I love the way that you <laughs> explained your teaching and it really reminded me of of what michelle thomas does as well do you see any similarities with with what i'm talking about or am i am i going in a complete wrong direction oh <laughs> no no,
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, this is uh yes yeah, the right way the right way because um uh, the children when they come the first time to me um i say to them um everything you are doing here is right we have the rule that every uh, every step is correct. You, can, you cannot do something wrong here. This is, they, they open the doors then. Wow. A place where everything is okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so they are moving themselves to have a look what the teacher is doing and they want to do it. I, I don't press them to, to do it right because they have the chance to do it right. hmm but I don't pull them. This is the only direction you have to go. Yeah? When they move left, it's okay. They are moving. If, if I'm moving right and they go left, it's okay. They are moving. Yeah? Yeah. The, direct, the direction is at the moment not, not necessary, but they are moving. They know they have to move or to turn around. This is okay. And after two weeks, they know the direction. They only change the direction. And but they are moving. And this is the the, the main step for dancing. And often they don't know what is right, what is left. (laughs) (laughs) I also change it because when I am standing in front of the mirror, I have their own right right and left. When I turn them around, (laughs) (laughs) I I turn everything. (laughs) So it's okay when they... When they choose the the wrong direction, I choose it sometimes also.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's not the most important part. Maybe what you're explaining there is is the lack of pressure and the lack of responsibility, and therefore being allowed to just, as you say, express yourself and to be to be free. I think that makes such a huge difference.
1: Mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Yeah. because when, when I am dancing and I make a mistake I laugh <laughs> <laughs> and the children say okay my teacher is also not perfect and she's laughing about her mistake so yeah. and, and I repeat it and then it's okay okay it's possible to laugh and make it better
0: huh. yeah I really love that um, I, would, I would love to actually just kind of watch your teaching method. One day, I think it would be uh, it would it, be amazing to to see. Uh, I'm truly inspired when I see, as you say, there are some not great teachers, but I, I'm truly inspired when I see great teachers. When I mm. see, as you say, the the true um, belief in what they do, um, that they really care about what they're doing, that <laughs> they understand then I guess, you know, you understand that it's your responsibility to teach the children. It's not their responsibility to learn. I think that in itself is a huge difference as well. And, and then, and then the use of things like stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, To me, I find it inspiring guys. So um, yeah, I, I I I think I'd like to thank you actually for what you do, because I think um <laughs> it, it, genuinely though, I think it's an amazing thing. I think it's, uh, it, it gives back in a way that lots of Lots of people uh, don't or aren't able to. And I know sometimes I would love to be able to give back in the way that you do. So I really appreciate it. It's mm. genuinely quite amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the big topic in, in my lessons is that the children go out of the lesson a uh, lesson, and, and know to trust themselves that one day they are possible to dance like the teacher. And this door is every time open. But at first they have to learn to trust themselves. Okay.
0: Yeah. So it's the, it, 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 as you say, it's trust yourself and see the possibilities and then yes. everything else will come. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Um, so we, we talked about your teaching work and we, 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 we've been focusing quite a lot on, on, on what you do with the children. Um Another element, and we very, very briefly talked about it earlier, of your um, extremely uh, diverse, <laughs> diverse life, um, is uh, is writing. And um, you mentioned recently to me offline uh, that you are writing a second book at the moment. Before we talk about your second book, for our listeners, what was the first book about? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Yes. Um, The first book, um, it's a very small and short book because I know a lot of people don't have a lot of time (laughs) to read. And it's a short story inside um, of um, to be uh, kind with yourself when you are um, studying new things and um, to get a good character um to be um, um uh, to know sometimes it's a long way but i uh, never give you up and um to clean up yourself inside yeah okay. to to make your character fine yeah and um yeah in, in this small story um one 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 boy has done this mm-hmm. and all what he knows he put it in a suitcase mm-hmm. and um put the suitcase um, under a tree, a big tree. And he knows that once um, a girl will come (laughs) and uh, find this suitcase, but it's not easy to open it.
0: Okay. (laughs)
1: Because the knowledge inside, uh, you
0: have a good character to open it. (laughs) <laughs> it's 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 a, it, it's a hidden treasure story but actually the hidden treasure is about what's inside rather than yeah. what's around yeah, yeah. I love that. What's it called?
1: Um um Oki and Rakesh.
0: Oki and Rakesh. And so um the und is and in German right and so uh mm-hmm. so, so yeah. it's a, it, it's a book in German. Is it is it it's, only in the German language? Um At the moment it's only in the German language. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. So if we have German, if we have German listeners uh, yes. on there, then hopefully we have lots of them. Uh, then uh, then then go and find that book. If you have anybody who is wanting to learn German, then it's a good place to go. Yes. Well. Um, and hopefully, at some point in the future, you never know. Maybe we'll get it translated into English as well, so that more people mm. can uh, uh, can see the story because because it sounds wonderful. And so that leads us on then to what the second book is about. And so, what are you writing? Uh, what are you writing right now?
1: Uh, Yeah, the second book um, is Over the Golden Cut.
0: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's funny. We were talking about that earlier. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, because uh, the golden cut is also one part um, in my life because I have uh, learned to cook uh, the Ayurvedic, the the Indian um, Uh way of cooking. Um, uh, And I'm studying at the moment uh, Vastu. This is yep. uh, Vedic archi- architecture um, knowledge, a very old uh, school <laughs> of the Indian architecture knowledge, and the five elements are very important also for, for buildings and for living um, in rooms. Because um, yeah, can you, can you tell yeah, me what
0: the five the five elements are?
1: Yeah, yes, this is um, earth, water, yeah, a fire. <laughs> And um, air.
0: Okay, so sorry, the five the, the five core elements of. or yes. uh, 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 And so, and what's the fifth element? In,
1: in there? And the eta. Um
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so it, it's it, it's the importance of of nature within architecture mm-hmm. in some ways. Then.
1: Yes, and of our living rooms. Yeah. Okay. Because the the sun and the moon have a lot of um, energy in our rooms, and if we don't know this, we can uh, get very ill. (laughs) And this is not necessary to get ill um, when we use this knowledge. Okay, that's
0: That that makes a lot of sense. Actually, one of the. the the, the huge problems medical problems in in a lot of the western world is a lack of vitamin d (laughs) because we're not getting enough sunshine Mm -hmm. and that's partly from not going outside enough but it's also partly because of the houses that we live Mm -hmm. in and Mm -hmm. as you say the Quite often, we work in uh, dark office spaces. Depending mm-hmm. on where you are, there are lots of people who work in huge buildings in uh, uh, huge tower blocks with purely glass windows. So they're they're in very sunlit buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, but but often. People are working in the middle of those buildings with no windows whatsoever and a very dark space with only fake light, um, mm-hmm. fake lighting. So, so that's one element which is really important to the architecture. And then all of the other mm-hmm. elements are yeah, yeah. are just as important. And it's about the balance between them is, is, is mm-hmm. that that creates the perfect the perfect building.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, because our buildings are like uh, small universes. We built a small universe and when you have to miss some planets or the sun is not coming into your house yeah you are also missing things in yourself okay and you yeah it's yeah it's like a, it's like missing links like a bathroom without water
0: you cannot use it no no that's that's quite an important feature uh, <laughs> it's funny how you how there are certain things you um you don't think about until you miss them um yeah. <laughs> but yeah that would definitely be something I think we would all miss um so so it's it, 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 uh, it, it's about that that perfect balance and then how does that connect to the wider elements of what you're doing how does it all connect together to the music to the dancing or does it not connect are they are they kind of separate things for you
1: um no this is not separate it's everything uh, together because if you are in a building that sounds very good um you are, you are thinking other th- other things yeah your your brain is uh, on a other way to of working <laughs> yeah, and sense. yeah and uh, there are a lot of buildings there um the sound in the building is very very nice yeah very nice and the people they live in, in such buildings are very kind and yeah lovely they have um, yeah other qualities mm-hmm. yeah, and I, lo- I love these qualities. <laughs>
0: okay that makes sense. <laughs> I, 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 and so it's, it's, it's about um, you talked earlier uh, uh, about having a full head and not being in the right environment stifling your creativity stifling the ability to compose a piece of music or to choreograph a new dance and so being in the wrong building can be part of filling up your head with the wrong things Mm -hmm. and therefore stifling your creativity and and your ability to to learn and to teach and to um, create and curate something new
1: yeah. Um, be- before I started all these things, I, I was a secretary. <laughs> okay. I was <laughs> working in a big company, and um, and I- after a few years, I I saw that something is n- not good for me. I my cre- creativity um, explodes, but I cannot put it in my work. And so I once decided, okay, I I think I'm sitting on the wrong chair. I have to leave. (laughs) So I go in another direction, and it was great for me. Yeah. So I I know the life um, of the people they're working in big companies and what they are doing, and uh, know how they feel sometimes. And it's also for them possible to change the officers to make them a better feeling also for their work. Yeah, <laughs> because sometimes you're only sitting in the wrong direction and you don't understand why you have no ideas. <laughs> <laughs> only just the, the sitting in the wrong direction.
0: That makes sense. I, I, I feel like sometimes for me, um, I get some of my best ideas. And some of my most creative moments come when I'm literally staring out a window. Um, <laughs> it, I, 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 it's, it's the best moment for me. I'm staring out the window, there's silence around me, or maybe some classical music playing in the background. And it's just me, my own thoughts, and a big wide window with the sky and potentially, you know, some buildings, etc. around. But they're not really in my focus. The focus is just... The wide space and nature and yeah the more the more i've come to realize how much that helps the more i now actively do it <laughs> whereas before it was an accident i didn't realize that i was i was staring out the window and then i was being creative i guess i was just staring into space and then ideas would come but now now that i know that actually when i'm doing that it happens i actively pursue moments and pursue spaces where I I can allow that to happen. So I think I have an understanding of where you're coming from and, um, and, and how that helps you too. I've never looked into it in anywhere near the amount of detail you have, though. So I'd be really interested to see how this book comes out and and how it all comes together. And um, I will do my best at reading German. My German is awful, <laughs> but I will do my best. Um, but then when we uh, when we when we can uh, when we can get it translated as well uh, at some point, hopefully in the future, then uh, then it'll be even better for me. <laughs> um, it, it, it has been. Such a pleasure to talk with you. Um, I've really, really loved digging into all of your creativity and understanding um, how you teach and what makes you feel a certain way, um, and then how you get your children to feel a certain way, and how all of the different elements of your life come together. It's it, it, it's been quite incredible. So. Um, before we say uh, we say our our, our, our goodbyes uh, for today, if people would like to find out more about you or to uh, talk to you about any of this stuff, um, uh, where can they where can they find you?
1: They can find me um, on LinkedIn, okay, and on my website. Okay, uh, and this is this is the way
0: to me the shortest okay. way <laughs> okay perfect so I will make sure um, that I get all of that information onto the show notes um, just if people are looking for it now it's mariana-eister.de uh, is, is is the main website uh, and mariana-eister is, is how you will find mariana on LinkedIn but I will make sure that I get all of that on the show notes especially for people who can't spell it um, <laughs> which, <laughs> which may be a few people but um, so uh, uh, so uh, so yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get everything, um, everything ready for people. but genuinely it's been a pleasure. Thank you so so much for joining me today Mariana.
1: Thank you too.
0: As the melody played, I closed my eyes. Not knowing where I was going, I followed every note until eventually I was no longer following. I was, I was the wave, gently transporting my soul towards the sand. I was the sand, embracing my body with warm, open arms. I was the sky, clearing the clouds from my mind. Music can transport us into different worlds. It tells its own story. Stories make us feel. Sometimes we need to feel something other than the feeling we have right now. Which music transports you to a better place? You've just been listening to the Storytelling with Puck podcast. We'll be back very soon, so make sure you subscribe and catch up on any of the episodes you've missed.